Hey y'all, welcome to the Whatever You Do podcast. I am so glad that you're here. I hope that whatever you're facing today, wherever you are, you walk away from this space lifted a little higher. The foundation of this podcast is Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. That's what we're about around here, lifting each other up and giving God glory. Be encouraged, friends. Hey y'all, so I first want to start by extending a huge thank you to you, you the listener. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, whether it's your first time here or you have listened to other episodes, thank you. Thank you for being here in this space with me. Today is the last episode of a 10-part series we've been walking through. It's also the last episode of season one of the podcast. I can't even believe it. I was so excited about starting and I knew that the Lord would provide, but I wasn't sure where he would guide. And here we are. And it's been beautiful. It's been a beautiful experience to be able to connect with you in this space, outside of this space. Um, And I really hope that you have connected deeper with the Lord when you have spent time here. That is my deepest hope. So when we talk about our relationship with the Lord and strengthening our relationship with the Lord, we have to also talk about our relationship with fellow believers, right? Those are the people that are pouring into us that we depend on, that perhaps we can pour into as well, that we turn to for prayer, we turn to in hard times. The people of God, right? The community of God. Uh, one of the pastors that I know always says, you are never without family when you are a believer because you always have the family of God wherever you go. And I just always think that's such a beautiful truth. No matter what your biological or married into family looks like, you always have a family in the body of Christ when you are a child of God. And that's so sweet to think about. When we think about the body of Christ, we have to think about the enemy and his intent to divide. So he is all about dividing believers. He does not want us to operate together. He wants us to believe that we are made to operate individually. And that is his scheme to to break apart the people of God. Priscilla touches on three different groups that he does this within and how he does that. And so I'm going to read some of that to you. The first one is the local church. And she talks about how the enemy will start stirring up things related to your pastor, the pastor of your local church. He'll start pointing out, you know, deficiencies in maybe his preaching or his time management or his leadership style or his bedside manner. He will start stirring things up about how loud the music is or what songs the worship leader decides to play for the week. He will even point out who gets to do the specials and who doesn't, because that's just how he is. He's just working in those different relationships within the body of Christ. He divides the old and the young, the traditional versus progressive, 
He divides the kids that attend the public school from the private school. He's all about division. He will even go as far as dividing people with different gifts of the Spirit. So we know that God gifts his people with different gifts. And when we all operate within our own gifts, we operate as one body and that glorifies God, right? But the enemy will come in and he will say, ah, your gift is better than hers or your gift might not be as good as hers. That's not how our God operates, but that's how the enemy again wants to create that division, division, disharmony, and friendly fire. Those are the places that he breaks the line of peace within the local church. And then he even goes on to the global church, right? So he will start to divide people by race, by economics, by doctrines. He will rip apart the global church. So it will not glorify the Lord. And then he goes to our personal relationships. And when we think about our personal we think about our inner circle, right? This may be your spouse or your closest friends or your accountability partners or the people that you do Bible study with weekly. This is your personal relationship group, right? Do you ever sense like a tearing or a breaking between these close relationships? Do you occasionally grow tired or weary of having to serve these people? Do you grow tired or weary of having these people ask you how you are and check in with you? Each of these things, each of these topics are schemes of the enemy to try to divide us and specifically divide our personal relationships. He wants us to be drawn to gossiping about these people or listening to gossip about these people. He wants us to entertain things that we would never entertain with those people right next to us. And he will continuously try to divide. Isn't that his theme is division? So Priscilla says, I realize how easy some of these habits and attitudes can be to fall into. But each time you detect them taking shape, both in yourself as well in others, realize you're being taunted by an opposing batter, meaning the enemy. So if we will recognize his schemes right away. He cannot create that division. She talks about how the enemy would love for us to nurse our hurt feelings between these people. He would love to keep us harboring unforgiveness. He would love to keep us in gossip. He would even love for us to turn from these godly people around us and try to find a whole new set of friends that aren't believers. This is all about detecting his schemes, right? In the local church, in the global church, and in our personal relationships, we have to be highly, highly aware of the ways that he is creating that disharmony. As we close out this episode, I want to leave you with a few scriptures to hold on to. The first one is Colossians 3.15. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, 
to which indeed you are called in one body. Romans 14, 19 really speaks to my heart because it tells us to pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. So if we're looking right at that scripture and we aren't pursuing the things of peace, we aren't building each other up, but we're tearing each other down. We know that we are going directly against scripture. And Ephesians 4, 14 says, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by the waves and carried about by every wind of the doctrine, by the trickery of men, by the craftiness and deceitful scheming. Again, we know that the enemy is a deceiver and that he's an accuser and that he is crafty indeed. And he wants to create storms in our relationships and tear us apart. But this word specifically says that we no longer are tossed around by his schemes. In 1 John 3.18, it says, Let us not love the word or with tongue, but in deed and in truth. Let me read that again. It says, Let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and in truth. In Romans 14, 13, it says, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle in it or a stumbling block in a brother's way. That means we should not be hindering our fellow believers, friends. In Galatians 5, 26, it says, let us not become boastful, challenging one another or envying one another. Remember, we talked about how he will come in and he will try to get us to compare our gifts. They were never meant to be compared. They were meant to be combined to show the glory of God, correct? In Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, it says, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near, that tells me that believers should be gathering together. And we should not give the enemy place to tear us apart. Amen. And the last one I want to share with you is Philippians 2, 2 through 4. It says, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in one spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from the selfishness or the empty conceit. But with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look at, out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. When you are part of a local church, when you are part of the global church, when you have personal relationships that are centered on Christ, you will see this lived out and you will have the ability to live it out. You won't be thinking of others. You won't be thinking of yourself over others. Rather, you will not be looking at your own personal interest always, but the interest of others. We want to make the Lord's joy complete. And so we have to stay in the same mind, the same love, united in spirit. Amen. Have a beautiful day, friends. Hey friends, it's such an honor to sit with you and share with you today. Thank you for using your time here with me in this space. I pray that you truly do see that everything you do could be for the glory of God. 
I pray that you have eyes to see his goodness in all things and that you are so encouraged by his truth. I'll see you next time.